Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. I was praying the rosary the other day, the Sorrowful Mysteries, and I realized something I'd never realized before. I think God gave me a spiritual insight into the fact that just about every type of sorrow we can experience is covered in the Sorrowful Mysteries. Now, I had already known that Jesus experienced everything in life that we can. In the Bible, the book of Hebrews puts it like this in chapter 4, verse 15. For we have not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So no matter what kinds of emotions we feel, Jesus Christ experienced them too. He can relate to us in everything but sin. But as I was praying, I realized that as far as sorrow is concerned, the Sorrowful Mysteries contain just about every type of sorrow or cause of sorrow that I could imagine. So praying the Sorrowful Mysteries of the Rosary when we are sorrowful, is a way to know Christ is with us and experience not just the same emotion, but the same sorrow and the same particular type of sorrow. Listen to all the different ways. The first sorrowful mystery is the agony in the garden. When Jesus' disciples fell asleep instead of joining him in prayer, Jesus drank the cup prepared by the Father thus accepting his cruel fate. Judas betrayed him, and the disciples ran away. And soon after that, even Peter denied him. So in just this first mystery, we have disappointment, betrayal, the acceptance of an unfortunate fate, and abandonment. So if you are sorrowful because of disappointment, betrayal, abandonment, or you foresee tough trials ahead, then our Lord Jesus Christ has been there. The second sorrowful mystery is the scourging at the pillar. Jesus was whipped, lacerated, and beaten. This mystery is obviously about physical pain. And if you or someone you know experiences sorrow due to physical pain, Jesus can relate. The third sorrowful mystery is the crowning with thorns. The soldiers took branches from a thorn bush and wove them into a ring and pushed it down on Jesus' head like a crown. Hey, look here. Here's your king. They didn't know just how prescient were their words. If you or someone you know, someone you love, especially a young person, ever feels sorrow because of mockery, bullying, harassment, or humiliation, Jesus felt that too. And this third sorrowful mystery of the rosary can prayerfully place your heart next to Jesus' heart. Jesus' heart that felt the same thing. The fourth sorrowful mystery is the carrying of the cross. And when I pray this mystery, I often go through, in my mind, as I advance through the beads of this decade, I think about the stations of the cross. Because about 10 out of the 14 are associated with Jesus carrying the cross. And taking all those into account, 
means this mystery is just jam-packed with spiritual lessons and points of contact between Jesus' suffering and you suffering. So the first station, Jesus is condemned to death. He hears the news. He receives his sentence. And the first thing I thought of here was the experience of hearing a bad medical diagnosis. It's bad news, and sometimes it can feel like a death sentence. The third station, and the seventh, and the ninth, Jesus falls down. This is weakness, and failure, and running out of gas in the tank. So for those who are sorrowful after failure, or weakness, or exhaustion, or burnout, Jesus knows what it's like. Now, he didn't fall or fail morally, and he wasn't spiritually weak, but his body was certainly overwhelmed. And the lesson of the cross is that even if we do fall into sin, Jesus' self-sacrifice is an act of divine mercy. And we can be forgiven for anything if we're sincerely repentant. The fourth station of the cross, like most of these stations, these are all embedded within the fourth sorrowful mystery, is when Jesus meets his afflicted mother. Isn't it true that sometimes the worst suffering is witnessing the suffering of those we love? Mary is often referred to as the sorrowful mother. And a similar dynamic is at work with station five, Simon, and six, Veronica, and eight, the weeping women. And if your heart is breaking by seeing your loved ones suffer, Jesus' sacred heart knows that feeling too. In station 10, Jesus is stripped of his garments. I took this to mean material loss. There's a humiliation factor already operative here, but I covered that under the crowning with thorns. And I want to focus here on material things in our lives because they can be a source of sorrow too, especially the loss of them. And we can feel a debilitating loss from unemployment. Or maybe a time comes where you have to sell something that you used to enjoy just to make ends meet or to pay for college. Even losing little possessions can bring us some sorrow. And it's understandable. I mean, when your kid or dog accidentally breaks a sentimental Christmas ornament that you've had for years, it makes you sad. Or maybe the minivan that you used to take family trips in when the kids were younger, you know, it finally breaks down and you realize your kids are grown up and you don't need to cart them around with their friends any longer. And so the loss of that minivan is, is sad. But our God is not a God who looks down from heaven and just sees us suffering. He came down from heaven, took on our nature, took on a human body that got hungry, felt tired, and experienced pain. Our God is the God who suffers with us. Did you know that the etymological meaning of the word compassion means suffer with? Often we wish God would just snap his fingers up in heaven and take away all the pain and suffering, but he does something different and altogether surprising. He comes down, suffers alongside, suffers with us. Sometimes the pain and suffering do go away, but whether they're alleviated or not, God is there with us. God is here with us. 
The fifth and final sorrowful mystery is the crucifixion and death of Jesus. And this is the big one. The death of a loved one or our own impending death or just the thought of our own mortality can bring a lot of sorrow. And this sorrowful mystery can be completely full of sorrow. And what can I say other than that the God who was with us in life is also with us in death? And Mary, our mother, will be praying for us at the hour of our death, which is exactly what we pray for 53 times with each rosary. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I'm titling this episode, Your Sorrowful Companion. And I worded it that way on purpose so that it could have a double meaning. Jesus is your sorrowful companion because he is, at the same time, both a companion to you while you are sorrowful, but he's also sorrowful himself alongside you and with you. It's a pretty remarkable statement. In Matthew 26, 38, Jesus says, My soul is very sorrowful even to death. Remain here and watch with me. Praying the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary and meditating on all those different causes for sorrow that are embedded inside, it's a way to do what Jesus asked there, to remain here and watch with me. That's how our Lord has compassion and suffers with. Now, this whole time you might have been wondering about the elephant in the room, which is the age-old question, how could a good God allow evil? The question is old and very natural, and it's a good question. And the thing is, there are answers. There are good answers. I always feel, I don't know, uh, ripped off, I guess, when somebody brings up that question, the problem of evil. And the person to whom the question is posed just brushes it off as some sort of mystery to which we'll never know the answer. I mean, there are answers. There are good answers. For thousands of years, people have been answering that question, and the answers are good, and they make a lot of sense, and they're intellectually satisfying. But the thing is, there are two dimensions to the problem of evil, to that great question of why would a good and loving God allow suffering? And there's two dimensions to the problem because there are two dimensions to us, to human beings, the head and the heart, the intellectual and the emotional. And most of the time, when someone asks why there's evil in the world, they're usually coming at it from the heart perspective. They want an answer because they have an emotional revulsion to suffering, especially suffering of the innocent. But it's unwise to respond to an emotional question with only an intellectual answer. So if they are operating on the heart plane, it's a mistake to only answer on the head plane. Now, we still got to provide those rational reasons, but maybe the first time they ask isn't the right time. Because our approach has to include both prongs, the head and the heart. Now, the... The intellectual arguments for how a good and loving God could allow evil, that is a subject for a whole other episode of this podcast because it deserves its own. 
But if you want a much more thorough explanation than the one I'd give anyways in the future, you can log on to Formed right now at formed.org and watch the video simply called The Problem of Evil. It is one lecture, and it tackles this question and all the head answers from reason. But it is a lecture. It's a guy, Jimmy Aiken, he's a professional Catholic apologist, and he's standing at a podium, and he's explaining it, and it's excellent. But it's not going to fully satisfy a broken heart. It was mostly made for your head. But you should still watch it. It's free. You can watch anything on a form on your phone or tablet or smart TV. And if you can't watch any of those ways, I have a DVD of it in the parish office. So just come ask me. My name is Tommy Dome, by the way. I work at the parish. But if someone you know is struggling with this question, you shouldn't simply send them this video. I mean, you should send it, but that's only half the equation. You still got to address the problem on the plane of the heart, too. And how do we do that? Well, how did Jesus do it? He suffered with. He suffered alongside and sympathized and loved and accompanied. So that is your job. And that is my job to all the people in our lives. We have to answer the question of evil in the world before the people around us even ask it. We're going to answer it with rational words. And that video by Jimmy Aiken on Formed will help to do that. But we also got to answer with compassion. Suffering with, which is what Jesus did. He gave us the example. We got to answer the question by appealing to both the head and the heart. And when it comes to faith in Jesus Christ's presence as God with us, the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary, with those stations of the cross embedded inside, it's a great place to start. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.